everybody and welcome to episode 3 of Wrong to a Memory. My name is Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how are you? Yeah, man, I am. I'm good, man. I am, yeah, magic. Bit of an iffy tummy, but apart from that, all, all is good. Yeah, it's, it's been a good week and a really good response to the first couple of episodes we put out last week. Um, quite blown away by it, actually. Um, so thank you so, so much for everybody that subscribed and I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it and I hope you continue to do so. Yeah, can't thank, can't thank everybody enough for subscribing, listening and leaving reviews and stuff like that. It does, it makes a massive difference. Um, it's made such a difference that we're actually sort of featured um, in the, the comedy section of Apple Podcast, which is it's a big thing, you know, there's there's hundreds of podcasts get released every day and to get in there alongside like Taskmaster and like Harry Hill, Russell Kane, it's it's kinda mind blowing actually, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it's 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 mad. I I, I spotted it last night, I uh, quite late on and I've had a pinger for about twenty four hours. So <laughs> it's, pinger, mate, right? it's, it's just been it's been wonderful. So yeah. Uh, but hey, that's you guys listening to it and rating it and leaving your reviews and stuff. It does that, not not really us, I suppose. So please continue to do it because if it does nothing else but give me a twenty four hour pinger, then it's a job worth doing. That's it, that's it. Um I had a bad dream the other night, right? I know listening to other people's dreams as like you I'm not going to get into much detail because it's boring as fuck, it really is. But <laughs> I had a dream that the earth was flat, right? And I woke up and I was sweating and it was horrible. It was hellish. And then it kind of reminded me that there's people out there that actually, that actually fucking think this, Colin. This isn't news. Like, flat earthers were sort of in vogue a couple of years ago. There was that mad documentary on Netflix. But what do you think? Basically, <laughs> and that's it. Just what, what do you think? These cunts are mentally. <laughs> oh, that they are off their nut. Like, I'm all for people having opinions and going by the beat of their own drum and stuff like that. But when there's actual facts saying that you're fucking nuts for thinking this and you still continue to preach about it and try and convince people it's true, that is a form of madness. It's They're no right. No, it's funny, man. Like, it's not funny because I'm going to talk about somebody dying in a minute, but like the <laughs> their leader, I don't know if that's the right word, like the CEO of craziness, there was a guy called Mad Mick, right? And uh, of course, you've heard of him, yeah. You heard of this guy? Yeah, no, just I just if you'd asked me to guess his name, as I said, Mad Mick. <laughs> so that's that's good going. Right, I don't know his second name, man. I never looked too much into it, but I remember reading a story. It was a while ago now, I think, but. um this guy, like I say, is the leader of this mad bunch. Like, he's clever enough to build a rocket, right? So he's built a rocket to fly up into the sky to take a picture. I don't know, using his fucking Nokia 3210, I don't know. But he wanted to fly up high in the sky, take a picture to prove that the Earth was flat. I don't know why he wouldn't just jump on a fucking plane or whatever, but smart enough to build a rocket. Unfortunately, he kind of forgot about gravity, mate, and... She can be a cruel mistress, and she was like that to him. Here you, come here. And unfortunately, he went into the ground like a fucking dart, and his head burst like <laughs> a water balloon, man. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> what a fucking idiot! Like to be that smart. He's a rocket scientist, basically. But he's a rocket, basically. He's a so rocket. You mean... Yeah, my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just, like I said, just found that. I don't know if, like, I, I, I'm not really brilliant at irony, but. 
to be that smart and then do something that fucking stupid is it's kind of funny man yeah everything i know about irony i learned from alanis morissette um like ten thousand spoons and all you need is a knife um yeah. being afraid to fly and the first plane you take crashing um There's, rain um, on your wedding day all that shit it's just bad luck really yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Like, there's a was Ed Burn, the Irish comedian. He he done a whole thing where he dismantled that song because none of it's irony. Irony, <laughs> I can't even say it, but none of it is in her song. It's just bad luck. That's basically that. There's nothing ironic about fucking needing a spoon and only having a fork. That's just a pain in the ass, you know. But that's is it, it, is that's it ironic? Right, go on, you go. Yeah, is it ironic to write a song called Ironic with nothing ironic in it? Yeah, probably. I think that's more irony than anything that she says in the song. But well, you get anything about flat earthers at all that you can like? I know I'm sort of pinging this on you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are a little bit, but um, it's that's okay. I am um, listeners that have that know a little bit about us or people that don't, maybe will start to learn little things about us as the show's go on. One of the things about me is that I am a 36 year old guy that watches WWE wrestling. And there's a main guy in the wrestling, really, he's quite high up the card. Like, if he was in your work, he'd be one of the management team. Um, a guy called AJ Styles. And AJ Styles is a flat earther. And he is mad passionate about it to the extent that he's fallen out with a lot of his co-workers. And been moved about shows and all sorts of stuff because of these beliefs. He goes on Twitch quite often and plays his PlayStation while talking about flat earth and stuff like that. And it's... I don't know why, because... An idiot's an idiot, but when it's somebody who's actually really good at something and you kind of respect in some ways, and then they talk about this sort of stuff and they so, so believe it, it just loses all credibility for me with that person. Now, when I watch him in the ring now, and he is amazing, like he's a cracking wrestler, but when I watch him, I'd always think this guy believes the earth's flat. Like he's, jump, he's jumping off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm more on. Larry yeah. David is right. He's yes. a moron. Um, and it it does, I think it's the sort of thing that if you feel that way about something, that's your whole character now. That's your gimmick. Like, nothing else you ever do or tell me, if I find out you believe that, is going to have any sort of impact on my memory of you. You'll always just be the flat earth person. And that's not what MD really wants to be. You think he's took too many fucking DDTs to the head or something? Or is <laughs> he just, I don't know, like, yeah. I, he's, I don't think so. I think he's just one of these guys. He's very religious as well, so he comes at it from all that angle as well. I think he's just, he's very American. He's from, I think he's from, like, Carolina or one of these places, and he's he's just, he thinks daft things. He really does. One, one of the other things that I found quite funny about uh, Flat Earthers was... Like that, that isn't a conspiracy theory. They think that Australia is a conspiracy country, basically, and they think <laughs> <laughs> if you Australia's fake, they don't believe in Australia. They think they kind of think if, if you've ever been to Australia, you've been you've been duped, um, you've been lied to, like like that. Know how that bit in Total Recall where Arnie gets put in the big machine and it pulls his lips apart and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like getting <laughs> fake memories pumped into your brain. That's what these maniacs think as well that Australia just doesn't exist. Do you think Australia exists? Hmm? I'm I'm pretty sure it exists. I've I've seen plenty of episodes of Neighbours in my time that it's it's a very elaborate hoax if if it's not. Um it's it definitely exists. We sent thousands of people there to go to prison back in the day, so it's 
It's definitely a thing. Um, I'm, I can say with all certainty and confidence, Jack, that Australia is a thing. I'm going to go all out on that. Yeah, I'm going to pass certain aspersions about Australians in this episode. I hope there's not a lot okay. of Australian listeners to start with, <laughs> because after this there <laughs> might not be. I am. It's might without any. I've never met an Australian in real life. I've never oh, been to I Australia. Have. No, man, never, never met an Australian. But I kind of, like I says, I feel like the whole prison thing back in the day. They're just a bunch of torags, basically. That's I've just, met that's some just good. My yeah, I've met some good Australians and some. I've met some arsehole Australians, but I've met plenty of arsehole non-Australians as well. So I'm not going to really give them give Australia the blame for that. Yeah. Um. There's definitely a kind of laid back attitude to them. I don't want to say a stereotype, but there's definitely is the the ones I've met have always been quite laid back, quite right. grungy, um, quite into the outdoors and sports and stuff like that. That's my little summary of the, the little small portion of Australians that I've met over the years in various jobs and stuff like that. Um, you t- you one of them in particular was a really cool guy. Yeah, it's fucking roasting. Yeah. I couldn't survive there, man. I'm sort of a fat and ginger and bald, so Australia just doesn't doesn't appeal to me, to be honest. It's a massive country as well, but there's only 25 million people live there because none of them want to stay in the middle of it because it's fucking dangerous, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've got a kind of... A, a rule that I like to kind of live by and that if you have to go and get injections or take tablets to go to a place, that's a real sign that you're probably not supposed to go to that place. Mm. Um, and I've kind of always stood by that. I remember going to Turkey years ago and having to get injections and I was too young to really have much say in it because it was a family holiday and my parents were organising it. But I do remember thinking at the time, like, why? I've got to take garlic capsules for a month. Like, I had to take garlic tablets for a garlic month before tablets. I went there. Yeah, it's a place full of fucking vampires. I don't understand that. But, but. <laughs> Apparently, if you take garlic tablets, um, they're odorless, so nobody knows that you've got them. But insects and mosquitoes and stuff will stay away from you, right? Because they can they can sense or they can smell or they can taste the garlic, so they don't they don't bite you basically. So I remember getting injections to go to Turkey and having to take these daft garlic pills for like a month before I went there. And even as a young thirteen or fourteen, or whatever I was, I remember thinking, "This is fucking nuts." We shouldn't be going here. Uh, one thing that sort of made me think that Australians were a bit sort of dickheadish was this guy called Joel Hefferman, who worked in Club 3023 in Australia, and he came up with the world's most expensive cocktail. This guy, um, charging nearly 13,000 Australian dollars for basically one single drink. It contained 60 mil of this sort of fucking fancy cognac stuff from sort of the 1850s, 1860s. Why would you pay that for a sip of a drink that, let's be honest, is going to be absolutely barking? Oh, it's going to be horrendous. Um, I don't know. It's going to have, I don't particularly like cognac in the first place. I remember what age was I, maybe 17, 18, and I was out with a friend, and I was quite into two-pack at the time, Jack, and I thought I was a bit of a, <laughs> was a, bit of a original gangster. So <laughs> I was in a bar, and I realised that they sold Hennessy, and I thought, two pack drinks Hennessy, I'm going to get a Hennessy. I got a Hennessy and ran outside the bar and was sick. <laughs> oh, absolutely so, disgusting, man. It's like 40% yeah. fire water, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think this cocktail would be disgusting. Even if it wasn't disgusting, see if it was the, the amber of the gods and it genuinely tasted like heaven, 
it's still not worth £13,000 for a glass. It's just bonkers. I'm in the process just now of helping my dad sell his whiskey collection right. that he's been collecting for like 30 years, right? And he's got some really good stuff. But the prices that some of these bottles of whiskey are worth just blows my mind. Like, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I'd like to think that even if I was minted and had all the money in the world and no money issues whatsoever... I'd still think it was appalling to be paying four or five, six thousand pounds for a bottle of whiskey. It's just mental. Yeah. Get me a fucking apple juice or something, man. Don't get me wrong, I like a drink. <laughs> I do, but it's just absolutely wild. It reminds me of um on the forums that we do. One of the one of the stories was one of the guys at a Spanish mate, uh, called Fernando that couldn't quite handle his drink and he became one can Fernando and that just eventually got shortened to what do you think? <laughs> one candle. <laughs> one candle. <laughs> Amazing. I love that shit. Oh. I, I do love I do love like, nicknames and stuff like that. Some of them are brilliant. Yeah, they are indeed, mate. They are indeed. Uh, but bouncing along. Again, Australians are assholes overcharging for things. You've got your opinions on DJs, mate. You think they just press play buttons. I, I don't. But the this is another Australian charging $112,000 for a turntable. A fucking turntable. Yeah, that's that's Come crazy. On. Like they don't even need that anymore because, like I said, they just press play on their MacBook, so it's an even more frivolous waste of money. <laughs> um, but I, uh, that is crazy. I mean, what is a turntable at the end of the day? It's a it's a rectangular box with a spinning thing with a needle. Um, it, it can't cost one hundred twelve thousand pounds. It's just mental, like absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's it's far too far too expensive again. These are made for people that money is no issue. You know, money money is an issue for myself. You know, it's sort of you need to pay for the motor and pay your mortgage and shit like that. So the thought of spending that on a fucking turntable, you know, and like if the needle breaks, you're fucked. Well, you're no fucked. You can go and buy another needle, but you know, you know what I mean. I, I bet it's <laughs> I bet it's I bet they break. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, like all technology. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, it's in its interest to break so that you then buy the new one in a couple of years' time and stuff like that. It's just how technology works. That's why, like, the you buy an MP3 player just now. Everything you buy now pretty much has a battery in it, and anything with any sort of a battery has got a shelf life because the battery will only do a, a, a finite number of recharge cycles, and then it's dead, right. and then that bit of tech is useless. And more often than not, these batteries are in enclosed cases where... You can't get access to it to replace the battery, so no matter what you're buying, it's going to be dead in a couple of years, and that's what they, that's what they trap you into. Yeah, and I'm, I'm probably bad, I'm probably worse for it than MDL, so I, I, I fall for it all the time, but it's stupid. Yeah, this all started way back in the day when uh, light bulbs are getting invented, basically, and like the light bulb companies got together and thought, right, right, we need to make our light bulbs break eventually otherwise people will never come back so it's been going on for well over a hundred years this collusion between big companies where they, they sort of price set basically and it's all very dark artish you know what I mean and all this shit that goes on in the background between CEOs and stuff like that I can imagine it's just pretty vile I, I've got my opinions on these massive companies but we'll not get too we'll not get too bogged down in that mate I don't want to get on my fucking soapbox in episode 3 that can wait until <laughs> episode four or five. Yeah, I think we've, we've our, our opinions are probably both quite similar. But 
we both still got like yeah, ordering I'm, things I'm on Amazon and it turning up the next day, don't we? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's fucking brilliant, man. We're hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Another thing that makes me think Australians are a bit like dickheadish, right? I don't know if you've heard this one. See, years ago, the, the government in Australia ran this like campaign to basically scare away refugees. They ran this campaign that, like, we're a really dangerous country, we're full of sort of these venomous snakes, you know, and so on and so forth, to stop people coming, considering that Australia is basically, that's basically what Australia started with was refugees. I kind of feel like that's a bit of a shit thing to do, and it kind of did backfire, which is good because a lot of fucking tourism uh, took a bit of a pumping after they'd done this advertising campaign basically to scare people away so that kind of serves them right man that's that's just wank isn't it it really is yeah it's that's not cool it's especially like if you wanted to stop tourists coming then do whatever you want but refugees aren't coming to australia because they like the idea of the place they're coming because it's better than the godforsaken place they're coming from so to try and put them off it that's that's poor chat you shouldn't be doing that yeah so are they, these are it's got the the most venomous snake in the world, I think, is stays stays there. <laughs> as if it's got a house in that. But you know what I mean? It's got a house in it. Yeah. Snake religion. The taipan, I think, it's got enough venom to kill a hundred grown men. And if it bites you, you're fucked. But um, it's not killed one person in the last however many years because of anti-venom, basically, and safety campaigns. Like, people in Australia just know there's that snake. Is that... Get it to fuck. Uh, yeah. Is that not the snake as well, though? That's a pure shite bag. Like it's, it's like you say, it's the most venomous snake in the world. It could kill a hundred men, but it's a shite bag because it's quite a shy creature, yeah, and it doesn't really want to fight and annoy people. So it just kind of keeps itself to itself. Yeah, basically, mate. That's it. That's it. That that is irony. That's ironic, Alanis Morissette. Yes, stupid bastard. Yeah. <laughs> she's not Australian, <laughs> so she's Canadian. She's like she's Canadian or something like that. Aye. Right, okay, okay. Right, let's bounce along, mate. We seem to get bogged down and be calling Aussies cunts for a while, so that's not what we're going to do the whole show, are we? No. Well, we we're not, but we do have a couple of examples of Australians that you clearly could describe in that manner. Yeah. Um, especially from the unique sport to Australia, Aussie rules. Um, which is just yeah, it's it's just like a sport version of battery and battering people and sticks and it's just horrible but there I was a sticks, real <laughs> are they not use sticks in that is that something else yeah that's like that's like shinty or something no it's, it's like shinty or something yeah. it's, it's, it's still wild shit. but it's still like you say it's absolute battery yeah yeah so there was a guy uh, in Aussie Rose a guy called Arthur Brennan um, who was an Aussie Rose footballer he played with a club called St Kilda in the Victorian Football League in the early 1900s he did 12 months in the jail for bigamy. Um, he got out of the jail um, and in the 12th of September 1931, he was shot dead outside his home. So, think, do you think, is bigamy, is that where you're sort of, is that where you've got hundreds of wives or something? What is bigamy? I'm not really sure what Bigamy's, so my, my knowledge of bigamy comes from Coronation Street and Peter Barlow. Right, oh, um, fucking hell, So, right. yeah, well, it's, it's like an encyclopedia, this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's when you have two wives at the same time um, whether they know about it or not, you are a bigamist. Uh, Peter was married to Shelley, the barmaid, at the same time as being married to somebody else. I can't remember. 
Right. But yeah, it was a big storyline at the time, and he he's a bigamist. Right, so that's what bigamy is. No, I'd, I'd never heard of that. I, I, I remember hearing about another Australian rules guy who sounds even worse. Um, he was jailed for six months for taking a blowtorch to his girlfriend's middle finger. Uh, basically burnt it off uh, and it had to get amputated. So he sounds like a bit of a dick as well, you know. Well, Justin, yeah, like, his name was. What did Justin Murphy, what, what did they have against their middle finger? Like, and it, it's just a bit random. Like, I, when, I, when you were telling me that story earlier, I, would, I was expecting you to say the, the ring finger because she wanted to not marry him or she'd turned him down or something like that. But not, not that that would be okay, but it would be easier to understand. But just burning somebody's middle finger off just seems mental. Yeah, he's obviously obviously a badging. Um, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm kind of saying, I'm not saying that all Australians are, but everyone I've mentioned so far seems like a bit of a dick. Um, Ned Kelly, he was a dick as well, Mangtam. I'm saying Mangtam as if you know yeah. him, you know what I mean? He was a mad bush, rank, bush, bush ranger, bush sort of bushman, cowboy basically. Ah, an Australian version of a cowboy, basically, wasn't mm. he? Um, who I think he kind of rose through the ranks and became like, I don't know, maybe the, the Al Capone of Australia or something like that. Um, he was, he's probably the poster boy of it. I bet there was people that were far worse than him and far more notorious and stuff, but he's the one that the movies are about and the books are written about and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think he died in like a, a final shootout with the police and they eventually got him sort of thing. Yeah, that tends to happen. I think with these guys is they end up getting shot up. I think he tried to make some sort of bulletproof vest thing that we didn't. I don't imagine he'd Kevlar or anything like that back in the day. So he's probably just wearing this big metal thing and just got shot the fuck up, um, which is fair enough because I think he'd already killed a police. And you're not really you're not allowed to do that, man. That's bang out of order. It really is. Um, you mentioned Home and Away and shit like that earlier. I I never watched yes. that as a youngster. One of my childhood friends was right into it, and he would like he'd about playing basically or whatever like kicking the ball about and he would go home to fucking watch Home and Away and Neighbours which I thought was a bit bizarre as a child but is that where you've got all your is that where you've got all your information about Australia from but did you what were you into that it seems like something that you might have liked to put on yeah it's it's something that I, I liked it's something that I do still quite like I don't, I don't follow it because I, I just don't have the time to follow anything that's on every single day if something's on every day of the week that's too much for me but I do kind of still dip into Neighbours every now and then just to see who I recognise and all that sort of stuff. But right. yeah, I, lo- I loved Neighbours. I didn't mind Home and Away. I thought Home and Away was, wasn't quite as good. I thought, I, I liked Neighbours because it was on at 5.35 on BBC One right after Children's BBC finished. So you would get your, you know, we liked Green Chill, you know, we liked Bikey Grove. That would finish and then it would be time for Neighbours. And it was good. It was always a really nice thing when you see if you're off school sick and you could watch Neighbours at lunchtime. You felt you were seeing it before everybody else as well because it was on at lunchtime then it was on again at night time for people when they come in from work or did they just repeat the same episode yeah that was done. aye they just aye, okay. that's what they did it was on at lunchtime then again at night time um, funny thing about Neighbours is though that it's it's massive right it's huge it's on all over the world in Australia though it's not that big a deal like so to give you an idea of that one of the most famous storylines was Scott and Charlene and their wedding um, which is obviously Jason Donovan and Kelly Minogue and they get married in 1987 and 19.6 million people in the UK watched it um, which was more than the amount of people that lived in Australia at the time 
nearly 20 million people watched it. <laughs> yes. I suppose you only had like three channels back then, so there wasn't much on. So <laughs> you still went out your way to watch it. Yeah. Um, but only 2 million people in, in, in Australia bothered to watch it. And the other really thing, funny thing about that was it's probably their most su- successful storyline ever. However, it only became that thing because people in Australia complained that they had two unmarried people living together on the show and they didn't approve of it. So they quickly decided to get them married and it suddenly became a thing. Are Australia, is Australia that sort of type of place? I, I wouldn't have pegged it as one of those places where unmarried people staying together was much of an issue. But it obviously was know. back in, what when was this, sort of late 80s, early 90s or something? Yeah, so this right. this would have happened. It happened they get married in 87, so this would have happened probably mid-80s, 85, 86. Right. Um, it, prob- it probably isn't, but all you would probably need at that point is one of the network sponsors or one of the network advertisers or somebody to get a bee in their bonnet about it as well and they would kind of, kind of force that through. Um, and that's kind of how it went about. The The other main characters that I'd probably think about from Neighbours is Dr. Carol Kennedy and his wife Susan, um, who are just amazing, especially Dr. Carl Kennedy. I met him once. He, um, Dr. Carl Kennedy does a... He, he tours music. He's in a band, like his own music band, and they do like covers of like the Killers and stuff like that. And I went and saw him at the garage in Glasgow years and years and years ago, and met him in the bar afterwards. And I was genuinely the happiest guy in the world for about five minutes getting to meet Doctor Carl Kennedy. Yeah, for people that don't know, the garage is like it's a club, and it used to do sort of gigs and music venue, but it was quite an intimate wee place. You know, you're talking like <laughs> a couple of hundred people at the most were sort of fitting into that. So obviously not a big band he's in. No, no, they're not very popular at all. It's just, <laughs> it's like a wee, it's just a wee site. You know, like Kiefer Sutherland's got his band in it. They're only a thing because Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Right, just okay. like that, basically. No worries. Um, the only other thing about um, Neighbours, which I wanted to bring up because it still blows my mind, is Jim Robinson in Neighbours. This is probably a bit shit for you, Jack, because you don't watch it. You don't know who any of these people are, right? Not a clue. But no. Alan, Alan Dale was Jim Robinson in Neighbours, one of the main, main guys. He'd been in The Flying Doctors before that, which was another Australian soap that was on TV. He then moved to Hollywood and started doing American films and American TV shows, right? And he's genuinely got probably one of the best CVs of any TV actor, right? Bear in mind that he was so big in Neighbours for so long. I wonder if you'll recognise him from any of this stuff. Um, He was Caleb Nicol in The O.C., Never watched the OC. I'm going to guess you didn't watch the OC. Yeah, you're right. He was in. He, he was in Ugly Betty. I know you probably didn't watch that either. Fucking <laughs> um, hell, no. <laughs> he was in Lost, though. He was Penny's dad in Lost, Charles Widmore. Oh, I was a big fan of Lost, man. So yeah, right, okay, right. I know. Do you he remember is the now. guy that gave yeah. gave Desmond the whiskey? Yes. Um, so yeah. he was in that. He was the vice president in 24. Right. Okay. Um, and he was also in The West Wing, The X-Files, CSI, ER, Entourage, Person of Interest and The Killing. And I just think that's crazy that this soap actor from Australia and, and Neighbours went away and did all that because it's just it's such a good CV. It's amazing. Didn't, um, you mentioned Person of Interest there. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Is it Jim Caviezel was in that? Um, did he know start in fucking Home Away or something? No, I'm getting mixed up with Guy Ritchie, oh. sorry. Wrong person. Yeah, that's me. That's me getting things wrong again. <laughs> First of interest is the one that's got Ben from Lost in it as well. Yeah, it's Jim Jim Caviezel's in it as well. Um, that, he's, he's the big. He's like the main cunt that the, goes about and battles people. He's the bad ninja yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy personal interest. Ridiculous TV, but 
it was right up my my wheelhouse when I was sort of I don't watch yeah. a lot of TV anymore to be honest with you, but when I was, it was like personal interest, lost all that sort of out there wacky shit, lots of cliffhangers, like basic basic TV one hundred one for stoners. I was I was stoned quite a lot of the time when I was younger. Don't do it anymore, <laughs> but yeah, you just sit there baked and everything seems amazing. Probably wouldn't watch it nowadays. But yeah, Jim Caviezel running about with Ben from Lost as the computer geek guy, the sort of scientist. The CCTV thing. man, wasn't he? Yeah, the, this was a mad computer that could sort of tell the future. Basically, like Minority Report kind of thing. Is that right? Something like that, anyway. Yeah, right. it was quite like that, yeah. Um, we've got some quite interesting facts about Australia, don't we? Yeah, we'll just bounce, we'll just bounce through. Um, we'll just bounce through these pretty quickly, I suppose. If you were to visit one new beach in Australia every day, it would take you 27 years to see them all. So that works out at, I think it's about just under 10,000 beaches. And in Britain, we have 700 um, that are classified as beaches. I know there's probably wee bits next to the water, but they're not classified as a beach. But yeah, they've got nearly 10,000, which is tons. Uh, Basically, it's all coastline and they all stay in the coastline. Because like I said earlier, they don't particularly want to stay in the middle because it's so dry and it's full of fucking spiders and shit, man. <laughs> it's Yeah, like I quite like the beach, but I don't want to go and see one every day and I don't want to do it for 27 years, as lovely as Australia might be. Yeah, like, see if you go some... a couple of days, man, like, don't be a lazy bastard, don't go to one a day. Go, like, four or five a day and you can date in, like, four or five years. Piece of piss. <laughs> I would go on TripAdvisor and just find out what the best beach was and go to that one. And just one day, I'd there, imagine. I think. Yeah, that probably would be the best one. Um, they're into some other crazy shit as well, though. Uh, Brisbane in Australia um, hosts the World Championships each year of cockroach racing. Don't know how it works. Don't know the rules, but they race cockroaches. I've seen it in like like films and shit like that, where they've got the wee the wee lanes that they fucking run them down, I suppose. But to have a World Championship, it seems like one guy started this. Like one guy went, uh, "We'll call this the World Championships." And it's sort of, <laughs> that's it. It is the World Championship because everybody else is looking at them going, you're fucking bizarre. Stop that. <laughs> Bin that shit, you know. Three times more sheep than people stay in Australia. So 75, 80 million sheep, tons of sheep. <laughs> that I've got a wee slight concern about that because right. I love lamb, right? If I could only eat one meat for the rest of my life, I would probably go for lamb, right? And... One of the best things about lamb is New Zealand lamb. It's like seen as some of the best lamb in the world is New Zealand lamb. Uh-huh. If there's three times the amount of sheep in Australia than there is people, I bet you they're doing some dodginess and calling it New Zealand lamb somewhere along the line and it's actually Australian lamb. 100%. Yeah, there, there will be there'll be meat fraud. There will be. Um, I've read about fish fraud. Basically, a lots of these expensive fish that you buy. I read something like 50% of it won't actually be that fish that you think it is because of fish fraud. It's a multi-billion pound industry black market, basically, for... I don't know if it's... I'd imagine it's fucking gangsters or, like, organised crime, basically, that run run the fish fraud. So you think you're paying 40 quid for a piece of, I don't know, fancy fish, and you're basically just getting a bit of fucking cod or something, you know? So it does happen. <laughs> oh... I saw a video about fish um, just yesterday on TikTok that I was going to share with you, but I remember you didn't really have TikTok. I don't know. Um, 
there's a there's a, a machine in China. Um, it's a fish killing machine, right? And basically, when you catch your fish, like they're usually still alive in the boat because you put them in water and all that. And there's this machine that you basically feed the fish into, right? Right. It kills the fish, removes all the scales, and takes out the guts all in like ten seconds. It's a time saver, I suppose. Yeah, it's just I... like a, a fish killing machine. Um, but it just looked crazy. Yeah. Like, talking about New Zealand as well, there was an Australian guy who tried to sell New Zealand on eBay once, and had one of these sort of jokers, like, hey, look at me, trying to sell New Zealand. I don't know how much, if anybody bid on it or anything like that. I, I, I've got my issues with eBay. I fell out with it years ago. I tried to sell my car on eBay. Somebody put in a bid that matched the buy it now price or whatever, and then just didn't pay. You know, just sort of fucked off. Uh, and that, that set me back, like, a couple of... A couple of weeks, basically, it was just just dead annoying, you know. Like I wanted rid of the car, thought to myself, right, I've got my price, and then somebody just shut their account down and just disappeared. They must have clicked the button by accident or something. I don't Bastards. know. Yeah, I got banned from eBay for fraud um, a couple of times. Fraud? I had a, a get yeah, I had a get rich quick scheme um, right. when I was a little bit younger. You know how the first ever podcast really was uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, we Carol and. Melchie, yeah. Carl and Steve yeah. yeah Um. I had all the episodes of that downloaded and I used to sell them I used to burn them onto a DVD and sell that on eBay right and I sold loads of them like for about a month I sold loads and loads and loads of them because this was like 15 years ago or so there wasn't widespread fast internet and stuff like that and people just weren't smart enough to know they could go and get it all for free themselves and I sold loads of them then I got a letter telling me to stop doing it and my eBay account got closed down so that was it. Which is fair enough. I did enjoy the Ricky Gervais stuff from years ago, man. Um, it's something oh, that it I, would, I would revisit every now and again. Um, even the old XFM stuff was sort of, yeah, brilliant, man. And that's that's basically what got me into podcasts all those years ago, like yeah. 10, 11, 12 years ago, whatever. It's been a while now. Yeah, me too. It was that and then the, the Russell Brand show, basically, was the two pods that kind of got me into the medium and then started diving into it further and further and ended up at one point when I was probably at my worst, subscribed to about 40 shows a week and struggling to keep up with it all. But yeah, I love podcasts. I really, really love them. <laughs> yeah, big fans, big fans. Um, do you know, it, ra- it rains, it snows more in the Australian Alps than it does uh, in the Swiss, basically in the Swiss Alps. So, Listen, don't, I, I don't, don't ask me if I knew that. I didn't know the Australia had Alps. So let's yeah, not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that's what like anyway. Australian mountain range, a big mountain range in Australia somewhere, and it snows a hell of a lot, which is no surprise because, well, it snows up mountains everywhere. But it was a bit of a surprise that Switzerland is obviously this place you go to ski. You would never yeah. like, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to nip to Australia for a skiing holiday. It's not something you hear <laughs> that often, to be honest with you. Good thing about Australians is they they really really love their women. Um, they were the second country in the world to give women the right to vote way back in nineteen oh two. That's quite progressive. Yeah, that is quite good, man. Yeah, good yeah, for I them. I wonder who was the first country. I don't know. Maybe it's something I should have looked at, but I never. So fuck it. <laughs> you tell us. You tell us the next thing, and I'll find out while you're doing that. Yeah, so well, they're big into gambling. The Australians, like I know, sort of people have got their issues with gambling. I used to. I used to punt quite a lot, I don't do it as much anymore, but they absolutely love spending their money on gambling and spend basically more than any other nation, 
with over 80% of Australian adults like engaging in like having a punt of some kind every time and 20% of the world's poker machines are found in Australia which is again wild considering there's only 25 million people that stay there you know for that amount of poker machines to be there you would think it would be well you would have thought America basically but then you can only fucking gamble in Las Vegas and Atlantic City is that the only two places where it's you should know it's, um, it's your specialist subject America yeah there's, there's a few more places than that now there's a lot of um, there's a lot of gambling casinos now pretty much everywhere because what they do is they will build them on land that doesn't belong to the state um, so like settlement land that you would get I'm trying to think of the right phrase for these oh, like the, the, uh, yeah, the Indian reservations sort of stuff like that that's the word that's the word I was looking for but I just wanted yeah. to make sure I got it right uh-huh. um, yeah and on, they do a lot of it on Indian reservations because that land isn't covered by the state law um, right, okay. and the federal laws sort of thing so that's how they get around it so you've usually got a usually a local businessman or somebody that gets kind of cozies up to uh, those people and get the casinos built on their land then everybody goes and visits it so it's actually far more prevalent now than it was before you can also bet online pretty much anywhere in america now as well as long as the headquarters of the gambling company is somewhere you're allowed to do it so it's becoming a lot more mainstream over there and a lot more of a thing Uh, by the way new zealand was the first country to allow women to vote what the fuck i was going to guess that as well and that's that's the god's honest truth uh, hold my hand up I was going to take a punt at that do you know the bit in Rain Man um, the, the film with, with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman where I don't know if you remember this he refuses to fly um, or he wants to travel on any airline except Qantas no but, yeah, but he only wants to fly Qantas because he says Qantas has never crashed basically yeah but is, was that not just like a a very early example of product placement because it's not true, is it? It's bullshit. Yeah, like there's been eighty people have died in Qantas crashes. Don't get me wrong, it's been a long time. Yeah. Since it's been like nineteen fifties or nineteen sixties when it last crashed. But um was that product placement? Is that what you think? Is that so? What it was, it's almost like just putting an ad, put, oh. putting an advert in in the film, isn't it? Only they mm-hmm. kind of weave it into the story, so right. you don't really realise sort of thing. It's it's quite sneaky. It's, it's, sneaky. it's a little yeah, bit sneaky. sneaky. Just uh, um, Thursday past there, mate. Um, it was National Wombat Day in Australia. <laughs> Are you into wombats? Right. I think they're wee cunts, to be um, honest. Listen, this is going to be a thing on this story, on this, on this show, I should say, that my knowledge of certain things, I know a little bit about a lot of things, right? But I don't know a lot about a lot of things, right? <laughs> and that up, my little yeah. bit of knowledge, my little bit of knowledge on wombats comes from the old fruit gums adverts right, on okay. the TV. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where so my knowledge of wombats is that they they, they kind of lie upside down and they like round trees fruit gums. They're into fruit gums. Maybe and that maybe that explains like if they only eat fruit gums, it takes them fourteen days to digest their meals for a start, right? And then once they digest their meals, they, their shit is cube-shaped, basically. Can you, <laughs> like, I've got problems right. sometimes doing a jobby. Can you imagine doing a fucking cube jobby? Like, your arse would be <laughs> like a fucked-up Japan flag, man. It would be messed up. <laughs> can I imagine it? I can, worse than that, I've experienced rectangular jobbies after a night on the Guinness. Where it basically comes out like a pint, so oh I can I know I know exactly what you're talking about there. Um, Fourteen days to digest a meal that would that would be. Do you think that means they eat right 
and then they don't eat for another 14 days or do they have a meal on a Monday and 14 days later they poop that meal out but they also eat on a Tuesday so then they poop two weeks later on the Tuesday so they're right. pooping every day they're just a constant sort of Conveyor belt of fourteen day po- poops, basically. Um, mental. There, um, there used to be a big, massive, giant wombats ripping about, um, just like the size of fucking like an elephant or a rhinoceros back in the sort of the ice age, back when there was woolly mammoths and shit like that. So, just imagine a big fucking wombat doing a big, massive wombat jobby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I do not... like I like like you know that I don't like things that happen in the past right I'm not a big history guy um, kind of catchphrase is that if it's in black and white I'm not really interested um, but stuff like that does interest me that like, a wombat back in the day was the size of a rhino like, I found out the other day as well that do you know sharks were a thing before trees were like there were sharks in the world before there was trees kind of rings a bell but that is Wild, so sharks have been about for what 300 million years or something like something like that, maybe. Fuck knows, but aye, ages but longer huh. than trees, yeah, longer than trees, which is nuts. Um, kangaroos as well. Anything about kangaroos, mate? Like, not did a, you ever not watch a fan of kangaroos? Yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a dick. He was, um, it was uh, the, I, I was going to do a really bad impression there of the, the guy going, What'd you say, Skip? But I'm not doing it. Um, although I kind of just did. Um, but I, I didn't like Skippy. I always thought it was really, really shit TV. I uh, wasn't into it at all. No, garbage, mate. Like, they used to, like, know how Lassie was obviously the, the British version with the dog. They would, like, come along. What's happening, Lassie? There's a cunt stuck in a well or whatever. Like, <laughs> Skippy the kangaroo was supposedly this fucking super smart kangaroo, right? Do you know, Skippy was played by 14 different kangaroos, like 14 lookalikes, because it's fucking, you can't train a kangaroo, right? And it used to, it used to like open doors and shit and like point to stuff. <laughs> and like, this might not come as a surprise, but that wasn't actually kangaroo hands. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I was like, that was like a cunt fake pause and that makes me... Oh, no. Fuck I, uh, I, no, I'm not a fan of kangaroos, the bouncy bastards, man. Not a fan. Don't know why. <laughs> um, the other kind of animal you think of in Australia is the koala bear. And they are like the biggest frauds going because they're not even bears. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're not bears. And are they not full AIDS or STDs and stuff like that? I think it's I think it's chlamydia they get. Or chlamydia? It's common. Yeah. But you see all these people going on holiday to Australia and t- getting pictures taken with like a koala bear on their shoulder and stuff like that. And th- that's not cool. Can you imagine like, if you got caught an STD off a koala bear and you had to try and convince your partner that you got it off a koala bear? Well, you would have to. <laughs> I was, uh, sorry darling, I was just shagging a koala bear. <laughs> like that might no slide, I don't know. <laughs> so like, those damn sexy koala bears. They're cute, you know what I mean? So maybe you could... <laughs> Like, I don't know, right, we'll move on, we'll move on. As always, guys, just a quick a quick shout-out before we go on to some of the forum stuff. If you can subscribe, rate, review, a lot of you have already done that, but if you haven't, that would mean that would mean a hell of a lot, so it would go on. Yeah, it really does. Um, we are new to this whole podcasting to the public type thing, and we, we asked you last week in, in the, on all the Twitter and everything else to leave us reviews we found out this week Jack that 
out of all these podcast networks and everywhere that people get podcasts, there's actually not that many places that you can actually do it. Um, yeah. So if you could do it on Apple in particular, that would be probably the most helpful. Yeah, I um, think it's even Apple if, Stitcher and that's about it, mate. Like maybe Overcast, yeah. but I thought you could do it anywhere, but you can't. Like Spotify and stuff don't let you. So. Um, yeah, they don't. It's it's very strange. I don't know why they don't do that. Um, but yeah, if you could, even if you don't listen to it on Apple, even if you use like Overcast or something else, if you could go into the Apple Podcast app, it's installed automatically on your phone. You know where it is. It's in that folder you put everything else that you don't use. Pop into that, look us up on there, and leave us a little review or a, or a message or something. It really is appreciated, and we'll give it a read out on the show. We are kind of used to some other stuff we did in another life where we used to podcast and each show had a comments field and people used to talk to us about what they thought of the show and we used to get immediate feedback and stuff like that we're not getting that just now so it's good to just know that you guys are listening and enjoying it so the only way you can really do that is by leaving a review or reaching out to us on the twitter at wrong term memory which we'd love you to do as well yeah we have had a couple of reviews in um don't want to blow our own trumpets here but um, this person go on, go has on. said Blow that I st- trumpet. Yeah, I started listening to Jack and Colin a few years ago and didn't hesitate to subscribe when I knew they were breaching out to do wrong term memory. Thoroughly enjoyable nonsense from both. Thank you, whoever left that. Top notch. Yeah. Uh, and someone else left another one I quite liked. Them. They're sure to provide the content you've both been missing since Edge and Christian jacked it in. Um I don't like really get that reference, but I don't think they are. Reference. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, just another quick thing while we're on reviews, right? right? Because we we do very much want reviews and we do really really like them. Somebody left a review this week about the way I speak, um, and oh, it's hurt you. I can listen, it's cut you deep. <laughs> it's not hurt me, but you you were at my house the other day. You weren't in my house because that is not allowed just now. You were at my door with your dog Charlie, yes. and we were chat- we were chatting at the door, and. Um, I told you about it then and my wife was there and Lisa laughed her head off about it because the thing they criticised me for, she's been criticised me for pretty much since we met and it's that I cannot say words that are, I can't even describe it, like the word through, like through I don't say through. that properly or right, through, okay. through right. it's, my, it's my TH words basically, they all sound the same and I really really struggle with it, I have tried to fix it and I can't, it's a bit of an affliction so please don't let it put you off the pod, but thank you for bringing it up. I, I appreciate the review more than I was upset by the comment of it, so if you want to send another review saying that you don't like the way I speak, that's fine as well. Right, yeah, that's it guys, I leave a review. Uh, we'll move on quickly, so here we go. Hello. You people know a lot about trucks. Bing, 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 bong. China. Bing, bing, bong. Obamacare. Bing, 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 bong. Bong, bong, bong. Get those lights off. Bing, 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 China. Bong, bong, bing, 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 bong. Turn off the lights. Yes, turn off the lights indeed. Um, that's our forum jingle, and we've only got a couple this week. I found one about flat stuff, basically, Colin. Um, right, right, okay. I've been wondering why you picked this one, right? Aye. And I thought you picked it because B&Q was like barbecue, and that's what they do in Australia. <laughs> Well, I suppose I, we can sort of link it that way as well, but no, it was to do with it, the, the flat thing. <laughs> okay, right, okay. <laughs> okay, Right, cool. that'll do, man. Um, <laughs> a bricky mate of my brother often went into B&Q for cement. He'd stick a couple of saws, hammers, etc. on the bottom of his trolley, then pop a bag of cement on top. He'd do the same again in between four or five bags. Go up to the checkout and the lassie would scan his cement times four or five times. 
I don't know if modern technology would scupper this nowadays, but he had a basically a shed full of tools and other flat objects. So that's again somebody sharing on a forum about um, a mate who would just steal stuff quite yeah, yeah. just quite openly just bump stuff. Fair enough. Cool. Fair play <laughs> if you want to put that out there for all to hear. Um, the last one, um, a boy at primary school went to Australia to visit family over the summer holidays. He claimed he ended up getting chased through fields by the Aborigines. Of and they ran into barbed wire at the net. Sorry, he ran into barbed wire at net kite, taking his head clean off. <laughs> However... <laughs> However, the Aborigines chasing him used witchcraft and eucalyptus leaves to put his head back on and it left him without a scar. Oh man, we, we're big massive fans of tall tales. We'll maybe do we'll maybe do a full episode about people just talking absolute nonsense. But um, we're going to wrap up there, I suppose, Colin. So yeah, man, fun as always. Fun as always. Yeah, very, very much so. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with a Halloween special, I believe. Yeah, it might actually be Thursday, it might actually be sooner than next week. Yeah, there might be a wee wee bonus episode coming at you on Thursday. Just, like I say, if if you're subscribed, you'll never miss any of our bonus episodes, basically. Yeah, I'm going to get shouted at in a minute for letting the cat out of the bag there, I think, actually. So, (laughs) we better wrap it up. Right, cheers, guys. Cheers.